from the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. So guys, I'm, I'm so excited to sit down and get to talk with you. Um, I noticed that you had had started a podcast. I thought this is great because I've been podcasting since 2019 and I'm just a regular Joe Schmo runner, right? I love running. I've been running since 2012. And, uh, you know, one of the things I do when I can't run and I'm working is I listen to running podcasts and then I was inspired to kind of start my own. And it was something I'd thought about for a number of years. And then, you know, two years ago now, I guess we're in 2021. I said, okay, let's just do it and started the podcast and it's kind of evolved. And, I've learned as I've gone on and, you know, still haven't perfected things, but uh, happy with the way things are going now. And I was so excited to see you guys starting, starting up another podcast in Dufferin County as well. So um, I guess one of the first things I'll ask you for my listeners anyways, is um, why don't you just give yourself a brief introduction here for the people that are listening on trail tales right now. All right. Well, um, we're a husband and wife team. <laughs> we are. Oh my God. That's shocking. <laughs> We've been running for almost two decades now. And when we moved to Orangeville, um, you know, there wasn't a store within 45 minutes of the area that had good running um, product. And we'd always traveled to running free in Markham, no matter where we lived. So we thought, you know, we think that this this area could definitely sustain a, a running store. So we approached them in 2010, late 2010, and they thought it was a great idea. So we became a franchisee of Running Free and we opened in 2011. Well, we certainly opened the store, certainly not to make a million dollars. There's no money in retail. We did <laughs> just pure the love of the sport and we felt that this community in Orangeville, Dufferin County. Could support it. Needed a heart. Yeah. Needed a heartbeat. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, of course, with the store, one of Norm's other um, big dreams was to host a race, a trail race in the area, which there there's been a few over the years. They've come and gone. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how we got into race directing. We started Chase the Coyote in the fall of 2012. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Thank you for showing off the hat. <laughs> I got that in 2016. So. 2016. <laughs> well, I've run it. Yeah, I ran it in 2016. 2016? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then um, from there, we've built on our our races and we are out of retail. We got out of retail in uh, late 2019. Yeah, we uh, sold the store. Back to the, the corporate running free team. And then our... Objective, objective was that since we sold the store, we had more time to develop more races. And that's when we were thinking about putting on the Rainbow Trail Run. Up in Alliston. Which yeah. would have been a bigger event because it would have been 24 hours, 30 hours, 100 mm -hmm. miler. Wow. And then COVID hit. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then COVID hit. So then that's why we figured, well, we have this time. We'd still want to be part of the community. So let's start a podcast and let's just keep uh, plugging away. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know what, the, the podcast is a great way to get to stay connected with the community, right? Because, because like you said, COVID hit, and that's pretty much knocked out all the races around here anyhow. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard. Everything's gone virtual right now, right? So um, yeah. yeah, the more podcasts, the merrier, I think, because we live in, I think, in one of the best areas in the province for running. We've got 
umpteen trails all around us that are, you know, within 30 minutes in your car, even if you just get out your front door where I am in Shelburne, I can get to a trail, no problem. And if you mm-hmm. want to run on the road, if you're a road runner, there's tons of hills, and which is which provides good training and stuff too. And we don't have congested traffic or anything like that. So we really do live in a runner's paradise as far as I'm concerned. Definitely. I think even with in Ontario, there's so many events in running. I don't know how big it is, how many events are there in other provinces mm-hmm. that, besides BC, of course, or Alberta, but Ontario is just a big running community, mm-hmm. trail running, road running. So triathlon, triathlon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But we are very lucky up here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I'm so happy you guys did open up running free because when we moved up here uh, almost seven years ago now, it was one of the first things I sought out was where's the running store? <laughs> so, I could go. so I've got all my shoes from that store since we moved up here. So I'm, awesome. a, bi- I'm a big ultra fan. So I was very happy to see them in the store as well. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Where did you move from? Uh, I was in Mississauga. Okay. Yeah, down all there. the way down there, all the way down there. <laughs> <laughs> so then we decided, uh, I always wanted to get out of the city. I kind of grew up, uh, all my great childhood memories are up at our family cottage up in Aurelia on Lake Kuchiching. So I, I always knew I wanted to get out of the city when the, when the opportunity came and, uh, it did and here we are. So <laughs> yeah. What made you become, uh, into podcasting? Um, well, like I had mentioned a little bit earlier when, when I first started running, um, all I wanted to do was run. All I could think about was running. And when I was at work, you know, I'm a paramedic, so I worked 12 hour shifts and that would really make it hard to run sometimes when I was on shift. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, my wife actually said, you should listen to podcasts about running. So I started looking up podcasts and, and, um, that was something to kind of scratch the itch, if you will, when I couldn't run just to kind of listen to it and stay motivated and everything. And, and, you know, I'd always just kind of daydream about, okay, when I get this weekend off or my next day off, I'm going to go for this huge trail run and just, just burn off all this energy. Right. So, and then, um, the, one of the main podcasters I listened to, his name's coach Jeff. He podcasts out of Australia, um, doing the running podcast. And, uh, he was always just a big motivator and would encourage listeners, Hey, start up your own podcast. It's a lot of fun and something I'd thought about for a number of years. And then, you know, back in 2019, I just decided to, to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. I've got some free time now and everything, things have slowed down. So here we go. And here I am. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So, um, Jody and Norm, let me ask you, I don't know who wants to answer this question first. I got a few questions for you. We can maybe kind of get into some of them. Um, let's see here. What would be your favorite thing about running? Definitely different answers between the two of us. I can tell you that. <laughs> Yours is cause you like to eat. <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> For me, um, well, the adventure, I love, we love to destination race. So we, running itself, um, I'm a type of person who likes to know what's over the next hill, what's around the next corner. So I don't like to walk there. I think that takes too long for, I need to run there. (laughs) I need to know immediately what is around that corner. So (laughs) that's why I like running so much. (laughs) Um, but destination races, uh, we always seek those out, eh? Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. Of course, I like to eat too. <laughs> what about you? Well, I started running because Norm started running. And uh, I, I knew that I didn't want to stand around finish lines for hours on end. So I thought yeah. I'd join the party. And then I discovered that I could eat a little more and drink a little more. <laughs> Not so much anymore now that I've hit the big 5-0, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
But also, um, it's so interesting, you know, when you talk to people, Norm's the kind of runner that when he's running, he thinks about solving world problems like he's thinking about what's happened in his childhood and he's thinking about what's coming next and all i'm thinking about is don't fall when do i get to walk up the next hill when am i done when's my alarm gonna go off so i can eat like i don't have that ability to turn off my brain and i'm really trying it's actually one of my goals is to figure out how to turn my brain off but leave it on enough so that I don't trip and fall over the roots. Yeah. But I'm so envious of him because yeah. he's got, you know, he could bang off 10 K and have missing time. Yeah. He, he's I just like, he doesn't remember it. It's, it's quite a gift. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can definitely relate, relate to that norm. And I wonder if it just might be a guy thing. <laughs> Cause that's I know, true, I know my wife true. says she can never shut her brain off as well either. Right. And I can, no, I can no. space out with the best of them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You know, that's people ask me all the time. How how can I go run for four, five, six hours? It's like, I don't remember half of it. And yeah. It's like, oh wow, six hours went by. Uh, whatever. What what do you think about? Oh, when I was ten, I remember doing this or that. Yeah, it's just the thing when you when you kind of run and you space out. It's it's kind of one of those great things, you know, they have that saying running because it's cheaper than therapy. And I think like you, Norm, when I'm out on a, on a long run, there's just so many things that go through your mind and I, I get so inspired. I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I make all these huge plans. And then, you know, um, if I don't act on them, when I get back, then, you know, they just fade away and they'll come back to me on another run. But, you know, I think that's, uh, the whole podcasting thing was kind of one of those recurring things that I would think about when I was running and, and oh. finally I said, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to, I'm going to pull the trigger and do it. That's so, it. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Let's, let's move on to the next question here. Um, what is your least favorite thing about running? Injuries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would agree with that one. Yeah. yeah. It just, it just sets you so far back and then it plays with your mind and um, starting over starting over the worst I think the worst I've had was I had to take a whole year off running one time when I broke my navicular bone yeah I had two surgeries in my to remove a bone that was in my ankle and that was a year off running it was um 2009 I think yeah and my year off running happened when we owned the store and it was really difficult mm. because people would be coming in and telling me what they're training for and I had to be so cheery and positive but <laughs> I'm in, inside I'm like damn it yeah. I want to run too <laughs> yeah I, I'm guessing the store just took up so much time that there was no no time to get out and run is that the case there it was challenging for sure because I was I was there full time. Norm has a full time job and he would come and he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So um, he he got to run a little more consistently than I did. But I, you know, I kind of look for excuses sometimes, too. So it's not it's my fault just as much. <laughs> it, it was busy because in 2011, when we started the store, then we did Coyote. Yeah. And I was training for iron man that's right at the same time, the same time. <laughs> yeah so yeah and i remember when i signed up for iron man i didn't let i didn't tell her i just clicked <laughs> yes to sign up and i said oh by the way i signed up for iron man she just, she hit the floor <laughs> yeah. but i said this is the reason why we have the store this is it is that's to true. yeah get experiences yeah it's true yeah and we yeah. took turns 
Yeah. If I had a big event, you would. I would, I would back, back off. Yeah. I would back off. Yeah. Yeah. So it oh. worked. Yeah. It's, it's, it's teamwork, right? And I guess, That's Norm, right. it's, it's easier to uh, beg forgiveness than ask permission. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you have any big, big goals in running coming up or are you thinking about things while you're running? Um, yeah, so I primarily run for, for the joy of running and for the health benefits that it provides. But um, so last year, I wanted to be consistent. That was my big deal because the, the year before that, um, actually two years before that, it was kind of hard for me to get out running. I've got two young kids, right? So a lot of times it's hard for me to get out and run. So last year, my big thing was just consistency. And uh, I had a good year overall. Um I think I ran, you know, 1200 kilometers, which for me is, which for me is a pretty good distance. I know there's some people that run that in like a couple months. Right. But that's just, that's just not me where I'm at right now. So that was pretty good. Um, I think coming up in um, 2021, one of the things I want to do is I had a, I had a running coach, Eric Boom on the show and he's out in Thailand and uh he had these uh half marathon plans so he he's a really great strong runner and uh he had this project 80 where he was trying to do a half in 80 minutes and he fell just shy of it by by like seconds i think it was or maybe maybe less than a minute anyhow and uh so he gave me his plans and there's no way that that's anywhere in my <laughs> in my in my abilities but i'm going to kind of um restructure the plan that he did so i'm going to try to maybe get a pb on a half marathon and and for myself, that's going to be something that um, is going to be a challenge because I haven't been doing um, long distance runs um, over the past year just because of my time constraints. So I've been doing kind of, you know, like 15K was my biggest run last year out at Mono Cliffs and the rest have been, you know, 5 to 10K kind of just harder efforts trying to get the best bang for my buck. But um, one of the things I'm doing right now that we just started was um, I'm doing canacross running with my dog Piper. And uh, can across is just cross country running with your dog, right? So you hook them up to uh, to a leash around your waist, and you and you let the dog pull. And she's she's part husky, German Shepherd, and Yellow Lab, so she's she's really built for it, and she loves it. And uh, so we're in the uh, the tenth annual Iron Paws stage race that they started started on New Year's Eve. So it goes for eight weeks, and it's pretty much just you know just a a fun competition where you just um, record four runs a week that you can um submit as your mileage and then they'll, they'll give awards and stuff like that right so it's That's been really cool. fun and, and and my dog piper gets the medal at the end of it so which which is really neat <laughs> is but it something it, he can eat <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, i don't know but um it, it's it's been really great because me and her have had like a really big bond like she rarely leaves my side now right so it's it's oh, been okay. been really interesting i've had dogs my whole life but uh, the bond i have with her is something i've never experienced before so um, I'm really looking forward to kind of um, continuing my running with her and building her up as well as, as the year progresses. So those are my two focuses for 2021 is, is running with Piper, the wonder dog, as I call her, <laughs> and uh, working towards getting a PB on a half marathon. So what's your current record? Um, one, it was one, one fifty two. And when I had run that marathon, I had a goal of just doing it. Oh, look at that, my alarm. It's just like last time. <laughs> um, when I had the goal of doing it in two hours, so I ended up beating it, beating my expectations, which was which was pretty good for me because up until that point, I'd only run halves, like just you know, out on trails on my own. I'd never done it in a race before, mm -hmm. so I figured you know if I can do it on a trail in two twelve or around there, then if I can get two hours on the road, I'll be happy with that and. 
And uh, it was actually one of the one of the races I've done that I actually properly trained for. <laughs> With my schedule, it's so hard to to stick to a Monday to Friday schedule because my shift work keeps me all over the place. Mm, it's yeah. one of the challenges I have to deal with. But uh, anyways, I, I finished it off at one fifty two, and it was it was a hot, humid day, so not great running for me. Like I I hate the humidity. I love this winter time running though. That's that's my favorite, <laughs> right? But uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty happy. I'd like to I'd like to get it you know into the mid one forties maybe if I can. Do you prefer trail or road? Oh, uh, trail. Absolutely. 100%. It's just, it's a shame that we can't get out to the trail every day, you know, but, um, one of the things I love in the winter now is they have all the groomed snowmobile trails not far from my house. So, uh, a little extra, um, incentive to get out there and it's close. I can just get to the trail within five minutes from my house. So. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. runners too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, I always say uh, a mile in the trail is worth two on the road, but when you're, when you're running on a trail, you don't think about your time. You don't think about how far you've gone. There's just so much going on around you with the beauty and everything and the inspiration. And like you said, Jody earlier, like you do have to watch the rocks and the roots and stuff like that. Make sure you don't fall. Right. So, yeah. 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 I've only it's, ever wiped out on the trail myself too. Never on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, an owl, an owl chasing me for three kilometers on a trail one time. It just kept swooping down and just taking a look at what it was doing. Really? And I was thinking I would never get that on a road. Mm -hmm. So oh, no. it's just amazing. Yeah. Never would. That's one of the things I'm waiting to see is an owl. I haven't seen any owls yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had, this was up in the Kawartha Lakes. I was out on a trail there a couple of winters ago and uh, I was just running and I, it was snowy, it was winter time. And I saw these fresh deer tracks in front of me and I thought, oh, I wonder if I'm gonna end up seeing the deer. And about maybe 50 yards ahead of me, this deer steps out of the bush cause there was just trees, right? And it was just like on a, on a trail and um, steps out of the trees and there's this koi wolf, I guess like a, a mixture of a coyote and a wolf is what I think it was anyways. And I had the deer by the snout and I was trying to take it down. And I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. So the wolf or the koi wolf noticed my presence and let go and kind of walked away. And I'm sitting there like, I got to get my phone out of my pocket. And I had it in a plastic bag. So I start filming the deer and you see the wolf kind of sauntering off. And the wolf, uh, the deer is just standing there looking at me. And I'm just, I'm standing and it starts walking towards me. And it comes like right, right, maybe two, three feet away from me. just looking at me and had some blood on its nose and, I was like, you okay, Bambi and whatever. And then I just, oh I just God. tried to take a big circle around it when I figured our time was done. And uh, I spooked her or him. It was a her actually, it wasn't a buck. And it took off the other way. And then I kept going and I saw the quail wolf kind of take off into a field. And it was amazing. Like that was the whole just, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll never see that again, probably. But what are the odds, you know, but no, that's the thing. When you try to explain that to a non-runner or a non-trail runner they're like what no i don't get that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh that's crazy it's crazy uh how about you guys what's your what are, what are one of your most memorable things on the trail or stories that you have wildlife or otherwise i saw a tarantula uh in <laughs> really? a race in arizona and it was amazing it was about you know bigger than my palm right on the trail, right in front of me. So I just stopped, started talking to it, took a picture and then she crawled off and I kept running. It was awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I used to have a pet tarantula when I was a kid. My uh, my brother brought it home from a friend one time and we had that thing for like 15 years, I think. And then we ended, up, we ended up giving it to somebody else. It was still alive, but like nobody wanted it anymore. So we, we wow. passed it off to the next person, yeah. 
that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's one amazing story I do remember. It happened um, a couple of years ago. I was uh, climbing in Switzerland. It was a uh, hundred and something kilometer. And we started at midnight. So by the time I got climbing into my third mountain, I was on top of this peak and I saw the sun rising over the other mountain. So I actually just stopped for about 10, 15 minutes and I just watched the sunrise on top of this mountain because I knew that I would never, ever see that again. <laughs> and even though all these runners were passing me and blah, 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 I, I didn't care. I just sat and watched the sunrise on top of a Swiss mountain. <laughs> so I just, that was an incredible moment. Yeah. Majestic. It's nice that you could enjoy that even during your yeah to turn off a race yeah and say no i gotta watch this yeah <laughs> yeah that's 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 it's one of those views like you said just so awe inspiring you have to stop and look at it yeah amazing yeah, pinch amazing. yourself and then he sang a little bit of the sound of music yeah just, just a little bit <laughs> hills are alive <laughs> did some twirls <laughs> Do you have any video footage of that? <laughs> I think I do, actually. <laughs> there you go. So um, let's move the conversation forward a little bit here in, into your, your lives as race directors. So we know kind of the background story as to why you got into the retail and running free Orangeville. Um, but what what kind of led the path into becoming race directors and, and what was your first race and how did you kind of grow from there? Um, what got us into it really was just knowing that it kind of fit with what we were doing on the retail side. And there was a opportunity at the monoclips because there was a race there. Right. Five Peaks uh, used to have part of their series at monoclips and then they... Okay stopped they vacated i think it got too small for them i'm not sure i don't know yeah and we figured well okay let's grab this before someone else does <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and yeah. so chase the kite was our first one which is yeah. actually coming on its 10th year this year it would be the it will be oh. hopefully yeah <laughs> the 10th fingers, fingers crossed. crossed yes fingers crossed um and also you know participating in races you, yeah. you do kind of look around and say, wow, like that was a really cool thing that they offered. You know, like it made such a difference to my experience or hmm, if only they'd only done this one little thing, it would have made an improvement on the race. So, we, you know, we were just chatting about it, saying, you know, we could probably do this better. <laughs> we've, we've done so many races that we know what we like. We know what we like. And we would figure, well, let's put one on. And even now, after 10 years, we're still trying to improve it. We're still, oh, oh yeah. yeah, let's put that in there. Let's put that in there. Yeah. We get ideas from other races. Oh, let's put that in there. And not, I shouldn't say better, just a different spin. Yeah. You know, because there's so many fantastic races in Ontario that we love taking part in. Um, one of my favorites was Run for the Toad, which is no longer. Mm. But they were a husband and wife team as well. And they were just so, they were just, they thought of everything everything they offered this amazing buffet spread at the end and you could tell that they really cared you know and it's so appreciative when you've put yourself through that effort at the end and to know that they're looking after you mm -hmm. it's uh but we we like to think of different things and and add something new every year <laughs> so it's been fun doing that i uh what i 
took away from Havelina was that they had these inspirational quotes inside the porta potties. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I thought, now that's a good idea. So the last time we had our coyote race, which was so long ago. <laughs> it feels like ages ago. I actually put that inside each of the uh, washrooms, a quote. So that <laughs> a funny quote. So something they can read while they're doing taking their, care of their doing their business. <laughs> that, that's funny. See? And people commented on yeah, it. Yeah, they commented and they took pictures of it. They they posted it. It's like, see the little things. Little things can make such a difference. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So you have all these all these people um having one of their best memories of Chase like Coyote was being in the porta potty. That's it. That's it. They, they completely forget about the race. Plus, <laughs> plus those porta potties at the start are nasty. So we're trying to take their minds off it. Yeah, exactly. Distraction, right? Yeah. Uh, that's great. So pretty and much what I'm, we, go ahead, Glenn. I was just going to say, and then we, um, when we first started Coyote, we were uh, paired up with Bob and Marjorie from um, Run Dufferin. Okay. They're, they were a nonprofit um, group that just, husband and wife again, that just started a a group in for Dufferin County to kind of bring runners together. This was before the store opened. So, um they helped us put on the first couple chase the coyotes cause they'd already been uh, race directing themselves. And they started Island Lake classic, uh, which was also around the same time, 2011, 2012. And um, we took it over from them three seasons ago. Yeah. Cause they've retired now. They spend a lot of their winter in Florida. Um, so that was our second race. And then last year, again, we were supposed to add the Rainbow Trail up in Earl Row Provincial Park in Alliston. Yep. I don't know. Have you ever run there? I haven't, actually. It's one of the places I'd like to go. It's, oh, wow, a hidden <laughs> yeah, gem. a hidden gem. And when we did the virtual for that last year, I would take groups of there who signed up for the virtual just to show them. They're in shock. <laughs> I can't believe this is here. Go, yeah. yeah, unbelievable. It's uh, it's kind of like Island Lake, but on a much bigger, um, yeah, stage. <laughs> and they have a lot of facilities. They have beach. They have a huge swimming pool. They have uh, picnic areas. Yeah. There's, there's yep. a real, a lot to offer in that part. You can camp overnight. You can bring in a trailer. That's why we're going to be doing the 30 hour event. There. Yeah. That's yeah. why we want to go a little bit longer. Cause there's definitely a uh, opportunity for people to um, set yep. up camp and yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So let, let's talk about that. So we've talked about Chase the Coyote and alluded to the Island Lake Classic and the Rainbow Trail Race. How many races do you have in your series right now? Those three. Okay. And then we've now added a fourth in virtual uh, only. So it's called um, We Run the North Canada's National Parks, and it's a 10K series. Okay. So one 10K per province representing a national park in each province or territory. Um, so you can sign up for one or you can sign up for all 13. Uh, and we're going to feature each park and province in a month of the year. So we're doubling up in December for the two territories. But um, so you get a custom medal, a bib, and then 
Uh, you get digital, you can post results on race roster, you get digital medals and certificates. And then we have some extra swag if you buy one of the packages as well, which okay. I'm sporting one of the hats <laughs> as is norm. Yeah. But um, so we we don't really think the virtual format's going to go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And without knowing whether we can put on live events in 2021, we thought, you know, let's get all of Canada involved because there's a lot of virtuals out there that take on huge distances. Like you can cross Canada or mm-hmm. cross a province or mm-hmm. commit to 300 K and that's great for people that are in that echelon of distance, but there's a lot of people that took on virtuals this year that got off the couch and did a 5k or did a 10k And that's a big segment of the population. So we want to encourage those people to set a goal every month and get out there because let's face it, 2021 is going to be another tough year and we all need that motivation, right? What shocked me was the fact that when we had our virtual last year with just our series, the Coyote Island Lake Rainbow, people were signing up from all over the world. Yeah. Germany, Mexico, Australia. Yeah. I'm going, how do they find us? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So wow. I figured, okay, let's do something across Canada. Perhaps that would just inspire someone to do that virtually. Oh, that's great. You know, and one of the things I really love about that is even if you just sign up for that one virtual race, that sets you up for the whole year. Yes. Exactly. It really does. You got something every month to kind of work towards, which is, which is, which is really great. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that yeah. Is, so we're that excited awesome. about that. And we we're just about to launch it on social media. And without saying anything to anyone, we have five participants already. <laughs> so it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. How do they find us? I yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is um is 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 that series are you able to sign up for one race or are you committing to the whole year for it? Do you have like, So packages? you can sign up you get sign up for one and you get to pick whatever province you decide you want to choose based on the national park or if it's your province. You can sign up for 3, 6, 9 or all 13. So Awesome. With the the six the three six nine and thirteen, you get extra swag. Right. Who doesn't love some good swag? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. No, that's pretty good. And let's talk about the the Rainbow Trail Race. So you guys are gonna hopefully when things go live again have a thirty hour event. Um, so I guess at that at the Earl Road Provincial Park there. Is it going to be a loop? Like how, how much trail is there to run on? I've never been there. So there's 12 kilometer trails and it's going to be a washing machine. So back and forth, back and forth, basically the same as Havelina. Yeah. We love the washing machine uh, format because you get to see the leaders, you get to see your friends yeah, and you're not alone for long periods of time. And the trail's wide enough in most sections where it's easy to pass. And doing it in reverse, basically you're doing a new trail kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah doing it in reverse so. and it's 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 relatively um i'm not gonna say flat but it's it's there's not a lot of it's uh, runnable it's runnable yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. I really, I actually kind of like that kind of having a kind of like a short loop that you would do because when you take off, you know, you're not that far away from coming back if you need some sort of aid or anything like that. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Last November, um, or I guess it was 2019. It wasn't 2020. I didn't get a chance, but I wanted to run, run a 50 K. I had never done that distance before. And, um, 
So, you know, I started off the year with intentions, good intentions to train and build up my mileage and everything. And of course it didn't pan out that way. And then November came around. I thought, okay, I got to do this. So November 11th, I headed out to Island Lake and we just, I just kept doing loops around Island Lake and I stopped at my car for my aid or whatever and kept on going. So it was uh, it was an interesting day because when we started, it was, it was a fall day, leaves were on the ground. And by the time we were done, it was a full on blizzard. You couldn't even see the ground anymore, right? So thankfully I, I, w- I, came, I came prepared because I know we live in, you know, Dufferin County where winter is, is pretty strong, right? So uh, I didn't suffer too much in the cold, but after about six and a half hours, it was all done and dusted and, and it was pretty awesome experience. But yeah, it was, it was nice. Like you said, you're not just, going out there forever and have to worry about where you're going to have drop bags or things to help yourself. Just keep going to the car and get your stuff and head back out on the trail. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, the, come, so come spring, I'll take you out to uh, Earl Row to do the rainbow. The most loops I've done at Island Lake is five and it was in July. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> but, how, how were the bugs? <laughs> actually, they were okay. It was just humid, but I was training for my race in Arizona. So I had to do it in the heat of the day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you get to, I don't know about you, you, if you may not have passed too many of the same people all the time based on the time of year, but for me with people on bikes are like, how many times are you going around? Like they just kept seeing me and confused. You can see the looks on their face. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The day we were out there, there was, uh, there was, um, an employee there, I guess, on their John Deere Gator, and they were doing work or whatever, clearing brush or doing whatever they were doing there. So I saw them a few times too. They just kept laughing at me. <laughs> Crazy runners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so in your series of your three races, um, I think I might know the answer, but which which race is your favorite, or do you even have one? Favorite? That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, the coyote. Coyote, yeah. yeah. I enjoy. I enjoy when they um, they're climbing up uh, Cardiac Hill, and I have a sign halfway. Hill repeats optional. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they're off to the stair. People think Cardiac Hill is the hard part. It's not the hard. It's the, the it's the stairs. Um, and then the hill after the stairs. Yeah, you think yeah. you're done climbing the stairs, but no, they're still climbing after the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the stairs. The stairs were bad. I remember them. <laughs> the 64 steps to ruin. It, yeah. can, it ruins a lot of people. And then um, the roots of all evil. Oh, yeah. The outlier. <laughs> the south outlier. Yeah. You got to be paying attention out there or else you are going to end up on your butt. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, oh, oh, but only you are, you're going to know this, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I secretly, I secretly um, set up hidden cameras at, at the roots. <laughs> And I videotaped so many wipeouts. Oh I can stop laughing. I have it. I still have all the footage. Of just, people. just for his own amusement. He doesn't ever plan on using it. Uh, that would be a great I, blooper I video. Make, it, I am gonna make a video of everybody wiping out. It, and some of them are so nasty. I oh boy. But um, yeah, lots of fun. Oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, I remember when I, when I ran the Coyote and by the way, that's definitely the next race I'm going to sign up for when it comes live again, because it, it's, it's probably my favorite race that I've run in. Uh, it was challenging. Oh, it was you. fun. The atmosphere there was awesome. It was, 
it was a really good time. So I'm looking forward to doing it again. And and I love the name too, Chase the Coyotes. It's pretty awesome. So. That's good because uh, I'm going to be tweaking the route a bit. I'm going to be awesome. taking 2K out of one section, putting into another. So when you run it again, it will be new for you. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. And you're um, going to do the 50, right, Sean? You know what? I want to. That's actually, that's what I'm thinking about. Who's peeking behind you? This would be, here, I'm going to bring her up. This is my, one of my dogs. I've got three of them. This is Rosie. Oh, wow. She's our little, <laughs> little French uh, Boston Terrier mix. She's, Aww, she'll be 11 this year. Yeah, she's wow. She's a, she's a sweetheart. Her name's Rosie. It's pretty fitting. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Piper's a little bit bigger than her. <laughs> <laughs> Ours turned 14. And he still goes on two-hour hikes. Oh, wow. That's great. It's, yeah. They're great companions to have out on the trails, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. They sure are. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, with um, the pandemic that happened, obviously, like we said, it closed down all the races. Um, did you guys have to kind of um, brainstorm as to how you're going to carry on your series? Or did you just know kind of right off the hand that, okay, we're going to go virtual? And was it a lot of work to set up the virtual virtual races for you? Well, funny you should ask that. Um, we'd gone virtual in 2019 oh, wow. so okay. what we did was after yeah after coyote finished we had some swag left over and we from the end of or the beginning of october to the end of december we offered a virtual option and people signed up for it so we thought well if we're going to open registration for our live events we might as well offer a virtual aspect which we did so we were actually ahead of the game because our virtual um option was on race roster you could choose it right from the get-go so it wasn't as difficult for us to make that decision the biggest decision obviously was when everything started shutting down and you know nobody thought it was going to last as long as it did so we didn't rush into making decisions about when we were going to postpone our events lucky but, for yeah lucky for us our events were in september Except for the rainbow. Yeah. But September, we thought, okay, well, maybe we could still sort of kind of swing it. But then we didn't get the permits. So that yeah. was it. Game the, over. The permits were pulled. So it kind of made the decision for us. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what we're waiting on for 2021 is we need to hear from our parks and get permits, which, you know, nobody's saying anything at this point because no. it's just, there's not enough positive movement in a forward direction to allow for groups to gather. But so. I will say this, that when we did finally, because there's so many people signed up for our events, that and when we finally had to say it's not going to happen, everyone was positive saying, because we're going to defer everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So to everyone who got deferred, we're still saying, we're not going anywhere. We have your backs. Oh, yeah. We are going to still put this thing on when it's, and when it's safe to do so. And, uh, Everyone who did defer, you're, you're safe with us. Yeah, it was very positively received, which we're very grateful for because, yeah. you know, it's a, <laughs> it was a bit of a blow for sure. Yeah, because yeah, we had races ourselves. The last... Well, you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot you, about that. You, you need to ask, you need to ask Norm <laughs> no. about that. because No, he... <laughs> I'm still crying over it. <laughs> You know my story. Come on, though. Everybody well, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> no, you're Do gonna you have know to know what fill me in. No, fill me in. I had no idea. 
You have the trifecta of all races for 2020 planned. Hey, Trail Tailors. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode of 2021. Want to wish you all a very happy new year. You've been listening to my conversation with Jody and Norm from Gotta Run Racing right here in Dufferin County based out of Orangeville. We'll be right back after this quick break to hear about Norm's trifecta that could have been. I, um, I, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I'll start for you. Oh, basically, I went, okay. It, it still hurts, as you can tell. There's a video up here. I'm going to post a video up here. Where my okay. finger is. <laughs> I, um, I got into Boston. For the first time. 2020. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then I went to Western States Lottery because it's been six years that I had not got in. So I figured perhaps this is the year I get in. <laughs> and I actually flew to Western States Lottery and went there live and they did call my name. I actually, I saw that video. I did see Did that. you? Yes, yes. Okay, so you saw the tears in my eyes. <laughs> um, then I also got into UTMB as oh, well. Wow. Oh, so wow. it was uh, 2020 was the year where I was going to do all three. And I don't know if anybody's done it before. I asked around, has anybody ever done these three before? All in one year? Nah, yeah. No, nobody, nobody knew of anybody. Anyway, so it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but now I get, I get deferred. Western States is supposed to be this year and Boston maybe in the fall and UTMB whenever. So that's my life. Oh my gosh. What a, what a kick in the nuts, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big time. I took it hard. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Well, it's still, still kind of stings like you were saying, eh? Oh my gosh. But that, but you know what? That just sums up 2020, I think, right there. Just that one story. That's, that's but pretty I, much we, it. We also know friends that have always been hard. Remember Stephanie? Was, oh gosh. She was on her way to finally finish her um, trans. Um, Antarctica but it's the seven continents club she we have a friend who's going to do a seven continents club she was on her way to Antarctica in March boom literally like leaving the next day yeah and then the world shut down world shut down so oh man so there's so many stories right yeah yeah, so So it makes it hard to feel sympathy for ourselves when (laughs) it's so funny somebody says Oh, well, this happened to me. Well, yeah, well, this happened to me. So <laughs> we compare notes, right? Exactly. Who got it worse? Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. What about you? What was your big letdown in the running? Uh... In 2020, you know what? Um, I wouldn't say I had any really letdowns per se. I hadn't uh, signed up for any real races. And I took it as an opportunity to experiment a little bit with my running. So, um I did a little bit of um, experimentation, like I was saying. So one of the things I just finished, I'm going to do a show on was um, this, this creatine experiment that I had done. So I wrote an, an article up on my website. Um, pretty much the synopsis was that, um, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that hit training, high intensity interval training can kind of give you the same um, benefits or duplicate the same benefits you would get from um, LSD runs. And for a guy like me, who's really crunched on time right now, trying to get the best bang for my buck, I thought that sounds actually really great. So one of the studies showed that um, in a two week period, there were six with six sessions of hit training um, produced um, 
comparable results that you would get with your with your long distance running and everything like that for total training time of I think two and a half hours hmm. and you get that so I thought this is this is pretty interesting and then um I, I kind of coupled that in with creatine phosphate supplementation because that's been shown to kind of increase increase your uh, explosive muscular movements and things like that. So um, what I ended up doing, I just finished actually, it was, uh, I started in the end of November and I just finished before the new year was I had done um, two blocks of training just primarily at the track with 200 meter repeats at 10 times and 400 meter repeats at five times. So I do that. Um, three times each over a two week period. And then I took a week off just to kind of recover and load up with my creatine. Then I redid it again. So mm-hmm. I've, I charted all my numbers down in my improvements. I'm going to go over all that and see what it is, see what the numbers are and everything. And I finished them both off with 5k time trials just mm-hmm. to see what I could do. And, uh, there were some challenges because the first 5k time trial, I had nice dry roads, but then the next one came, the snow had fallen. And in Shelburne, this, once the snow hits the roads, they're white all year, all year long, right? Unless you're on, on the main street. So uh, I had some different conditions to deal with, but it was a lot of fun. It, uh, it The month went by really fast. And uh, one thing I would say I gained from it was a big appreciation for my rest days. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. with working with that such high intensity. So I figured, you know what, there's not much going on this year. So I might as well just have fun with it, right? And and one of the other things I've been working on too is is my running form in and of itself and paying more attention to that and trying to be a little bit more efficient with my form and stuff too. So um, it, it's, it's been pretty good. And that's one of the things I think that, you know, I kind of encourage a lot of people to do is kind of experiment to go out there and, and, and try stuff. Cause what have you got to lose really at that point? Right. How long have you been wearing ultras? Um, well, my first pair of ultras were the original lone peaks. So mm. for, for a number of years, I'd say, I started running 2012. I probably got my first ultras um, maybe in 2013 or 14, somewhere around there. Anyways, I can't remember exactly, but. So were you a midfoot runner from the get go or did you have to teach yourself how to do that? Oh God, no, no. I was, uh, I was a heel striker from the get go. And when I first started running, um, it was, you know, heel striking, doing too much too soon. And I had like horrible IT band syndrome. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember walking at work and I was kind of like limping. And, uh, one of my colleagues was like, what happened to you? I was like, Oh, I'm running. <laughs> he's like, why are you running? I'm like, because it's good for you. And he's like, I don't think it's not good for you. <laughs> so, so I kind of, I learned about ultras and, and midfoot running, um, through listening to podcasts. Right. And then, uh, I read born to run, which is, I think one of the quintessential books for people who want to run minimalist and stuff like that. And, uh, so I got my first pair of ultras, but even before the ultras, I started transitioning into the midfoot running and, um, I didn't really find it that difficult. I know a lot of people say you have to kind of do it slowly and watch your calves and everything, but I think just my, my body shape is I've always had like very muscular legs and big calves. So I didn't really have any Mm -hmm. issues with with, you know, sore calves or anything like that. So the transition for me was quite easy. Right. And then I remember trying to run the old way with the heel striking. It just felt so awkward. I couldn't do it anymore. It was just like, this doesn't even feel right. Doesn't it? It's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the beauty of trail running. Trail running teaches you how to run midfoot. Midfoot. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps you on your toes. You're going left and right, up and down. So it's all midfoot. Yeah. 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 Interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of my story into the, into the transition there. And, and for me, I always, I always describe my feet as hobbit feet. I have very wide feet, mm. um, not as hairy as a hobbit, but there's, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I, I really do like the room in the toolbox of the ultras as well. I think yeah. for me, for me, that's my favorite feature of them. There's just so much room for my feet to sit in there. I don't get, cause a lot of times if I put on shoes that are, that are narrow, I get the pains on the side of my feet, almost like when you're wearing hockey skates. I don't know if you've experienced that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so for me, the ultras kind of fix that problem right yeah. up. So, you know, I almost, I almost bought a pair of Hoka's from, from, uh, I guess your former store last time out there. Cause I was looking at the ultra superiors and uh, they had these hokas on there and I, I tried them and I ran on them in a store and it was like marshmallows under my feet. And I was, I was so tempted, but then uh, they found a pair of ultras in my size at one of the other stores. So they got them shipped. I'm like, yeah, I'll stick with the ultras. But it was probably uh, the speed goat. Was it a trail shoe? Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 That's what I run in. Yeah. Very yeah. tempting to try. I, might, I still might get them one day down the road. Like they're so comfortable. Well, for your first hundred uh, k, that's what you should wear. There you go, right? I figure, <laughs> I figure, with all that cushioning on there, definitely make it more comfortable, and your your body would wear down a little bit slower, I guess. Yeah, that's the theory, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it makes sense. It makes sense for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about you, Norm? What are you running in on the trails? It depends on the trail, but um, I'll practice with my Cas- Cascadia. Cascadias. Because I'm, I'm basically training for Western States, which is a hard, compact trail. It's been yeah. So, yeah, I think Cascades would probably do it, or the um, let's see, other ones, the Brooks. That is Brooks. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> you could tell he uh, <laughs> the Hoka's. He's been out of retail a little yeah, while. Yeah, <laughs> my my shoe. Uh, I'll just take the blue ones for this yeah. and then the uh, green ones for those. There you go. <laughs> and the green ones make me run faster. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> I, you know, you know, I, I, uh, I picked red now. Red's going to be my color because they've shown that um, a lot of the teams that have red in their jerseys usually win the championships. So, hmm. so I've been, I've been selecting red for my, uh, my color schemes and my shoes and my running wear now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Whatever know. Whatever works. It, exactly. I don't know if it's making me faster or not, but you know, red, <laughs> red, red, red is my color. So, um, going back to 2020 for you guys, I know Norm, you had that, that huge letdown, but, um, did you guys change your training at all in 2020 with your running? <laughs> After you were done crying. Fortunate, fortunate, fortunate for me, 2020 was also a major injury year for me. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not do much running. Uh, I tried to in the beginning. Yeah, you were doing well. And then uh, had some injuries. And so now it's just a matter of me getting back on track. So I didn't really do much running in 2020. He says fortunately because of the the timing of the races being postponed because yes. if they'd been on, he probably wouldn't have made it to two of them for sure. Uh, yeah. Or walked one and, and canceled the other two. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, then for anyway. me, for me, I, uh, I'm one of those people that really needs a race to keep me motivated. And I had done hundred K at the end of October and took some time off. And then the time off kind of just kept staying because <laughs> last winter was the weather was bad and then COVID hit and there wasn't a lot of motivation but I got back to Pilates 
okay. which I hadn't done in several years. I found a really good teacher in town. Um, and, you know, having a strong court is so important as a runner, especially when you're doing long distance. So I thought if I can work on other aspects during this time off and just do run when I want to without my watch, you know, just as the, as it, uh, works into my schedule, but Pilates was a big focus and I'm really hoping that it pays off when I do start getting back to the longer distances again. And I think it will, cause I, I feel a difference. Oh yeah, sure. for sure. I think, um, strength training in any form is definitely a must for runners. And I know when I first started running, um, running was my primary thing. And prior to running, I used to spend a lot of time in the gym. I was a gym rat. Right. And I found that when I was running, I really kind of felt out of balance. Like I, I, could, mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I could run forever. I love it, but I just felt like not the same. I felt weak and imbalanced. So I started adding, um, you know, components of strength training to my routine and try to do that two, three times a week. And, you know, I'm not super, um, religious with it. There are weeks where I don't do it, but, um, I just try to keep it to, um, body weight exercises or light weights because it's pretty much all that I have access to, but it really does, um, does help for sure. And I think it's, it also, um, decreases the chances of, of injuries, right. If you can mm -hmm. condition your muscles or anything, but like you said, with the core and everything too, you definitely, uh, engage in the core when you're running the whole time, especially on the trails, cause you're moving, you're twisting, you're winding. And it's, it's interesting enough when I was doing all my track work over the past month and running at those high efforts, I would come off those sessions and, and all my, my intercostal muscles and my ribs and my abdomen, everything was sore. Like it was a core workout in and of itself and even up in right. the shoulders and stuff. Right. So yeah. I think being able to strengthen those areas of the body is definitely going to help you be a better runner for sure. And if you're going to be doing a lot of speed training, you, you definitely need to have stronger muscles because if you're going to get injured, it's going to happen during a speed workout for sure. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was lucky enough not to have any injuries and um, you know, after the first few runs, like the, I had that delayed onset muscle soreness and stuff, but I was surprised at how quick my body adapted because at the second phase of the running, there was, it was virtually not even a factor anymore. Like I, my recovery mm -hmm. was a lot better. Now I don't know if, you know, I didn't see anything about creatine being, um, implicated in helping recovery and stuff but mm. i think it was just the, the training effect of what i was doing my recovery seemed to be a lot better like in between my intervals and even the days afterwards i felt right. fresher sooner so yeah. it was yeah it was it was really good benefit i feel feel like uh pretty strong right now with my running and everything too so it's it's been really good we'll look forward to that episode yeah thanks yeah i guess what uh, what yeah. sports were you doing before running any at all uh, yeah, so I've, I've always been kind of an active person. So um, like I said, when I was in my 20s, I was I was always kind of in the gym, I actually did like a bodybuilding competition back then, like, you know, 15 years ago and stuff. And uh, so I did that, but I was always involved in like hockey, soccer, um, I played football in high school as well. And um, right now, actually, my my wife got me into this uh, about four years ago. We started doing Taekwondo up here in Shelburne. Now there's a, there's a school that opened up and she um, before I met her, she had earned her black belt and would compete all over like the United States and everything like that. And, wow. and here in Canada. And then she got out of it. And then when we moved up here, she found the, the Shelburne Taekwondo school and said, Hey, I think I'm going to get back into that. And I said, well, you have fun. I'm going to go running. And it eventually got me into come to a class. I kind of fell in love with it. So I do that as well. And I think it really helps with my flexibility and stuff. And it just, it's just a nice thing to have. Um, 
That's interesting. Yeah, I was I was also into martial arts back in the day too. Oh no, kidding! What did you do? Taekwondo. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, no it was. Kidding. I was about uh, seventeen at the time. Yeah, oh, I took wow. it for about a couple of years and then learned what I need to know, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I know enough by now. <laughs> how, how far did you go? Um, there's, uh, I think there's, uh, what's the one before black? Um, your, your poom, they have like a, a red belt with a black stripe on it. Yeah. So, okay, like a black so stripe. What's before red? Purple? Uh, no. That's so karate. yeah, that's, that would be more karate. Before red, you're going to have a red stripe on a blue belt. And then you'd have your blue. blue that's the one. Blue? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's pretty good. Well, if you ever want to get back into it when the school opens up again, you should come, <laughs> come and try it out. Okay. I know. If I only had the time. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I ended up getting up to my black stripe, and I was supposed to have my black belt grading last year, but, uh, you know, COVID hit, and I'm now I'm waiting, right? So yeah, it's just one of those things. But, uh, you know, all in due time, all in due time. Um, yeah, so that's kind of been it. Um, let's move on to some other questions here. Um, all right. This is something I'm actually curious in too, because, you know, my ultra running, um, experience is limited to my 50 K that I did at Island Lake. Um, but, but this one goes for both of you. What are your must haves at an ultra race that you're running in? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Beer. Beer. <laughs> Scenery. Um. <laughs> yeah what do you look for uh, when you do a, an ultra what is a must scenery is it oh yeah mm. for sure swag swag yeah you know what i don't consider myself a good climber by no means but i just love the mountains i just enjoy the climb although i'm not good at it but i enjoy it <laughs> yeah i just um mountains when you get on top of a mountain you just take a look around and then you see the nether the next mountain you have to climb which is <laughs> bigger than the one you just did <laughs> it's like i gotta go up there <laughs> yeah I, um, yeah it's unfortunate we live in a uh, ontario which is i think the biggest thing around is this blue mountain <laughs> yeah or go up to killarney but so yeah i look for mountains i look for mountains and races must have mountains yeah i, th I think yeah. mountains and ultras generally go hand in hand but like you said where we live we have hills and and <laughs> blue mountain if you will but uh when you when you're going to the races with the big mountains norm do you take poles with you all the time i've seen a lot of a lot of ultra runners use the poles when they're when they're going up like how do you use those how do you decide you're going to need them or not do they really make a big difference they do uh, well first i look at the race to see if i'm even allowed to have poles okay yeah because i don't think when i did leadville i was allowed to have poles mm -mm. but now you're allowed to have poles oh really surprisingly oh wow <laughs> i know yeah no you weren't allowed i was not allowed to have poles in uh, when i did leadville so then when i started using poles because i did a race uh use them at death race that's right i did use death race yeah, yeah. They're good on climbing. <laughs> I need definitely need it. It's basically having two more legs underneath you. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't use it much for running downhill, but uh, yeah, climbing. That's uh, and then, but boy, you have to work out because it puts a lot of stress on your forearms and your shoulders. Triceps, and triceps. And, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a lot of workout. But, There's uh, a right way to use them too. Yeah, because I've been. Uh, 
almost hit in the face a few times in a race <laughs> oh, where no. you're, you got someone in front of you that's never used poles before and they just, you have to angle them down to make contact. And for whatever reason, people are always flicking them up behind you. And if you're on their tail, you're going to get one in the noggin. So you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. I also use my poles as a um, defense, especially, <laughs> especially running at night. Yeah. <laughs> I was running um black spur one time. Oh my gosh. This, I don't know. I think it was my light that shined on a tree and it looked like a ghost was coming right towards me. Boy, <laughs> did I have my poles up so fast. <laughs> oh, I can get chills. It, it looked like uh, some sweeping down on me. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Running at night alone plays with your mind absolutely <laughs> especially especially when you're when you're deep into the race your mind starting to play tricks on you and just yeah in the throes of delirium yeah. there eh? <laughs> and, I, and i was going um i was going pretty quick at the time because the first female was about five minutes behind me and i <laughs> you wanted to stay ahead of her i gotta stay ahead of her <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, that was exciting. Oh well, that'll get the heart rate up thinking you're being attacked by some tree ghost or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever do uh get into ultras that takes you running through the night, have you ran through the night? No, no. It's one of the things I'm kind of I'm scared to do, but I know it's something I'm gonna I'm gonna end up doing eventually because it does scare yeah, me. So it's uh it plays with your mind. Certain situations play with your mind. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> All right, guys, let's, let's ask, I don't know, Jody, let's ask you first, then Norm, uh, uphill or downhill? Down. Downhill? Is that, you mean, is it, you, like, you what do you downhill? prefer? What do you prefer? I thought you prefer uphill. No, I don't mind climbing, but I do like running downhill as long as it's not super technical. Cause then mm. I'm going to be a chicken and, you know, baby steps. But if it's, yeah. if it's a good I'll I'll go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that feeling. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Downhill. Yeah. I think the longest downhill I ran was three hours straight downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Three oh, hours straight. Where was yeah, that? that was incredible. Uh, Switzerland as well. That's the thing. <laughs> You're climbing mountains. <laughs> yeah. I, every time I climb this mountain, I go, I know I have to descend sometime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Takes me six hours to climb, but three hours to get down. Go figure, right? Eh? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I know I haven't been on any mountains, but I, I do like going uphill myself more. I think oh, for yeah? one reason, going down kind of scares me because... I always just picture myself that I'm going to be eating rocks or something, but I just, I think it's just the way I'm built too, with, with my lower body and my legs. I just, I love going up the hill and I like to just to take down an incline. You know, if I see like, I'll go to the Boyne Valley there and they have that, you know, you kind of go down and back up. And I always just try to attack that, that up portion and get my heart rate up and everything and go. So I've, I've nice. gone with a bunch of friends. I always end up dropping them behind me and I'm up there waiting for them for, for about a minute or so waiting for them to get up to me. But uh, yeah, I just, I just love uphill. I've always have just a natural thing, I guess, but. Well, yeah. and you've yeah. got some destination races in there your you future. Yeah, I think absolutely. So. <laughs> I think so. Don't waste uh, that talent. <laughs> no, no, I guess not. Eh? We'll see how I can do. Um, and do you guys have a local trail around here that is like your go-to spot to go for a trail run? Anywhere along the Bruce Trail between on, off of Hockley. So anywhere from Second Line to Past Airport, that section of the Bruce would be okay. my favorite. Yeah, anything north of us. 
I, I don't. We haven't really explored too much south, really. No, we haven't. You know, I have. I don't think we even explored Hamilton area, Bruce Trail of Hamilton. Mm-mm. No. We gotta get our. Uh, Expand our horizons a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Friends in Hamilton to take us out for some trail running. Yeah, they've got they've got some beautiful trails out there. That's for sure. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never been. Well, I can't say never. We've done some happy trails out there. Yeah. Um, but I, there's, I've never seen a waterfall out there. No, and there's hundreds of them, <laughs> yeah, apparently. I, I, I hear they're there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if anybody wants to take us out to some uh, waterfall trail running, <laughs> give us a shout. There you go. Um, all right. And what about your upcoming goals for either of you for 2021? Running goals, race goals, podcasting goals. Uh, running, I'm not sure because, you know, I don't want to set myself up for more disappointment. <laughs> fair, fair. Right. Yeah. So I'd love to be able to do a race in the fall for sure. Um, and our virtual, you know, we, we are definitely going to continue with our virtuals. And if we get any other ideas of some fun themed themed events to do virtually we're going to do that for sure but uh yeah i i think i'm kind of protecting myself by not by not uh planning too far ahead because the disappointment is still pretty fresh (laughs) fair uh well i'm training for western states whether it's a go or not i don't know it probably would still be a go it's all listed on the series of uh ultra trail world series it's there on the website it's whether they allow international runners or not i don't know so but i'm training for it and uh, see what happens that's my goal western states to finally get it off my bucket list there you go <laughs> <laughs> there you go and your your injury status now normally you're 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 able to train still with everything going on or doing what i can yeah <laughs> I don't want to go deep into that, of, uh, but I'm doing, I'm seeing some therapists. I'm seeing, see what they can do for me to yeah. get me to the start line. That's all I ask for. Just get me to the start line. Whatever happens after that, it's on me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the one thing they say about runners. Eh? It's, you don't get upset because you're injured. You get upset because you can't run. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> things, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And you, anything? Uh, for 2021, like I said earlier, it's just uh, focusing on the on the canicross running and, and kind of developing that with my dog and um, working on um, probably later on, maybe the second half of the year uh, to focus on getting that PB for the half marathon. And, um, you know, I don't anticipate um, running in a race at all, but I'll just, you know, head out my front door and and mm-hmm. pick a route and run it and, and see how I can do. So that's pretty nice. much it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give us a call. We'll come come join you one day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll have to have to go out for some runs together. It'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So um, let me ask real quick, um, where can people get in touch with you? Where can we find your podcast and your YouTube channel and everything? What's your contact info? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so website is gotta, G-O-T-T-A, runracing.com. Uh, there's links to our YouTube channel there and to our events. Uh, my handle on social is at sharkrunner17. 
I am the ultra norm. And podcasts? So far, where are they? Our podcasts? Mm. Oh, gosh, there's so many areas. Um, most like most places. Like Apple, yeah. Spotify, Wherever you all that stuff. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. on your website Wherever too, you right, guys? Yeah. It is. Everything yeah. 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 You can download it off our website as well. Yes. Awesome. Now, Which is a lot of fun. Before we go, I forgot to ask. I wanted to know, uh, how did you come up with your handle as a shark runner? <laughs> Well, I have... Do you have another hour? (laughs) (laughs) I have been a fan of sharks since I was seven years old. And uh, the number one thing on my bucket list is to to do a cage dive with great whites in South Africa. Oh, wow. So I'm I'm working on that to happen sooner than later. Um, But I'm a big, big fan of keeping sharks in the ocean where they belong and not in people's soup. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And how I got my name, my name's Norm and I'm an ultra runner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mystery solved. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and where can we find you, Sean? Yeah. Oh, thank you. All, yeah. our, all our legions of free fans. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I, I have my website. It's trailtalesarp.com. And the ARP. What, what AR- does that stand for? <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like the, the ultra norm story. It's ARP is a running podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's another mystery solved and uncovered. <laughs> um, my Instagram handle, it's uh, trail underscore tails underscore ARP. And tails is spelled T-A-L-E-S. And then uh, my email is just trailtailsarp at gmail.com. Cool. Do you have a personal Instagram too? Or is that your per- personal as well? Yeah. Like just that's the, your the, public? The, yeah, that's my public one. Yeah. And that's pretty much, oh, I'm also yeah. on, on Strava under Sean Soban. You can just find me there and as well oh, so, cool yeah cool i want to ask you if if there's any runners out there that inspire you or oh that's uh that's a good question and um i think my my biggest inspiration when it comes to running and runners and um i guess i don't know if it sounds cheesy or not but i i really look f- to towards terry fox Mm, uh, <laughs> from my inspiration right and and i think you know he's he's a canadian hero and and everything that he went through and stuff and i just find huge inspiration in his story and what he did and um that's pretty much it really myself um one of the other things that inspires me to run is just the fact that men in my bloodline die from heart attacks and strokes <laughs> mm. so i'm trying to avoid uh going into the operating room for as long as I can. So it's a good that's, reason. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. It's kind of, you know, half fear, half just wanting to, you know, run and be healthy. So nice. Yeah. Do your yeah. kids run? Are they old enough to run yet? Um, so my, I have a, I have a 17 year old daughter. She runs occasionally. She actually surprised me last month. She says, Hey dad, do you want to go for a run? I was like, what? Absolutely. Let's go. So we went out and had a great run. Um, and my two younger kids, uh, they're seven and four. And, uh, when the weather's nice, I'll, uh, I'll bring them with me as much as I can. So throw my, my daughter, the young one, she'll be in the running stroller 
and I'll push her and she's a tough coach. She keeps saying faster, daddy, faster. And you know, I'm, I'm running as hard as I can and I'm, I'm out of breath and she's asking me a million questions. I'm trying to talk to her as well. And uh, it's so hard. And then my seven-year-old son, he's graduated to riding beside me on his bicycle. Nice. So yeah. So he keeps up with me. So I take them out as much as I can. And, um, my son actually, it was kind of a father fail. He asked me in the fall if I could start uh, like actually running with him and I never got around to it. But uh, mm. I think that's going to be one of the goals for for maybe, I don't know if he'll want to come out in the winter and run, but uh, definitely in the future, I'm looking forward to getting out there and actually running with him and stuff too. So it's, it's nice. pretty cool to see that, that uh, they see it as part of my normal life and they think it's no big deal. So I think the natural progression is going to be for them to to join in too eventually. So Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it guys. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for your time coming on the show and thanks for having me with you guys. It's been great. And I'm really looking forward to, to uh, meeting you guys in person one day and heading out for some runs Absolutely. and, and fingers crossed chase the coyote 2021 is, is live and in person and I'll be out there <laughs> and sign up for the 50 K and I'll suffer through it. <laughs> Awesome. I'll take you on the new coyote route. Yeah, you can have yeah. a preview. I got a sneak peek. <laughs> that that would be awesome, actually. That would be really yeah. cool. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. Yeah, thanks for it's having fun. us. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave you guys with my uh traditional phrase here at Trail Tales ARP, and that is to run wild. <laughs> and and we we always make our guests say good day, mate, in an Australian their best Australian accent. Oh crikey, I think I might be able to do that for you. Good day, mate. <laughs> Ooh, that was impressive. It's, it's, it's listening to the Coach Jeff podcast. He's from Australia. So there I you go. <laughs> you were well uh, prepped you, for that one. There you go. Very good. Trail Tales ERP now has a brand new YouTube channel. You can head over there through our website and check out all our latest videos. And please don't forget to subscribe. If you could also leave us a review on wherever you get our podcast from, that would be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tails underscore ARP. And you can also join our Strava running group at Trail Tales ARP. Thank you so much for your continued support. Run wild.